Hello, and welcome to episode 18 of The Podding Shed, the podcast of the ChelseaFCblog.com. Joining me, Dare Kaiser, or JD as I'm otherwise known, to help blow the cobwebs away from our dusty equipment, are Mark, who is Mark25, Donal, who is Dr. Blue Bayou, and Tony, who is Grocer Jack. After a time of basking in the sheer joy of being champions of Europe, and frankly, recovering from the ordeal, watching Roman wave his wad around in spectacular fashion, and listening to every man Jack bang on endlessly about what terrible ruffians those awful footballers are in comparison to the sainted Olympians, we have taken possession of our newly refurbished podding shed in anticipation of the exciting season ahead. Yes, we're back. It's time for Mark to polish his crystal ball, for Donald to vigorously pump his organ back into life, for Tony to bring the curtain down on the summer season of his successful one-man show in the cupboard with Crouchy, and for me to write more podcast introductions filled with weak double entendres and barely disguised knob gags to entertain you on the roller coaster ride that is life as a Chelsea FC fan between now and next May, or whenever you decide that life is far too short to listen to four old goats waffling on and laughing at their own jokes every week. <laughs> Come on, be honest. Good evening. All this, haven't you? And so, without further ado, we shall start with a, a look at the beginning of our season, um, pre-season tour of far-flung parts and the charity shield. To be perfectly honest, from what little I saw of it, there wasn't a great deal to be terribly impressed with to start off with. Uh, I went to the Brighton game, as I believe Mark did. Um, we were beaten 3-1 and well beaten as well, um, and looked, frankly, like a team of strangers. Um, Mark, you, your thoughts on um, our build-up and um, quite what all the um, all the travelling may have meant to the players and so forth? Yeah, well, actually, when you mentioned travelling, I mean, it's been a busy summer because uh, we mustn't also forget that there was Euro 2012. So there isn't, hasn't really been a huge break in football, what with the Olympics following on after that. And then um, our team going off to the USA. So pre-season, you know, we had the USA trip. We then went down to the local suburb of Northwood, local to me, off to Brighton, and then up to Aston Villa for the poorly supported Charity Shield, where there were swathes of empty seats mm. and a lot of people were panicking during pre-season because um, during the USA games which I watched partly on Chelsea TV Brighton away mm. and and in patches against Man City we were truly terrible I mean there was just no passing and no movement we just didn't look like a team but um, Robbie Di Matteo kept emphasising it's all about fitness and nothing about performance so don't worry but I have to say, I was panicking slightly. Um, yeah. But it's all picked up uh, since that point with, with improving performances where, you know, against Wigan, we played well for eight minutes. <laughs> uh, but is, we were 2-0 we up at that point. Which is against, ultimately all that was necessary. All that was necessary. Against Reading, we played well for 25 minutes. Um, and then they scored and we panicked a bit. And then for Newcastle, we played well for 45 minutes. So each... Um, each real game where our performance is improving and for longer mm. so it's all um, quite encouraging yeah no I think um, you know we've certainly sort of kind of hit a reasonably purple patch that there, 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 there have been points and I'll, I'll move on to Donald and Tony in a second but there, there, there have been points um, Terence the Cat described it well Terence the Cat said on Twitter I'm still not entirely certain that Robbie knows what he's doing after the Reading game um, and I kind of agree with that in the sense that there were parts of it that were inspired and beautiful and there were parts of it that were utterly chaotic um, and it's a very fine line between the two um, Donald 
I'm not sure how much you've seen of, of all the pre-season and Community Shield and so forth, but um, your thoughts on it, if you did? Um, yeah, I only saw the um, the first half of the the Charity Shield. Um, I I sort of followed the you know the pre-season through reports and and so on and so forth, and um, like many, I was <clears throat> prepared to discount it because. You know, I think there's a lot of travelling involved, as Mark says. There was there was very little break for a lot of the players, <clears throat> and um, you know some of the key players weren't even you know playing in those games. But my one concern with the pre-season was the amount of goals we were conceding, and although I didn't see them all, a lot of them sounded like quite daft goals. So I suppose on the one hand, you could say, well, it was proof that. <clears throat> concentration wasn't 100% and it was all more about fitness and so on. On mm. the other hand, you could say, mm, were we trying to be slightly more attacking and, and leaving ourselves open? Um, so I was a bit concerned when I saw the, the first half of the charity shield for the sort of first 20 minutes, both because City looked like they'd set out to break a few legs, which I thought seemed excessive uh, for what's a, a pre-season friendly, basically. Um, yeah, they, were, they weren't there to make friends, were they? No, and the referee seemed quite happy to, to let it go. and you knew yeah, It was surprisingly physical. And also mm. the fact that Ivanovic's car didn't count mm. because it's not yes. a competitive game actually mm. means that if players know that, they've just got licence mm. to go and kill each other. Well, it, yeah. certainly, it certainly looked like City were aware that that was the rule. I don't think, I don't think Chelsea were, but... I, mean, I just found that very strange. Apparently that's mm. a reasonably new thing. It was introduced... Four, apparently four or five years ago from what I've, I've read I don't know whether that's true or not but it just it does seem a very very strange way to set out what is always going to be a competitive game between the two best teams in the country as were um, yeah very strange way of handling it, I have to say and, um, yeah and the referee you know seemed to let it go for a while and then realised that it could all get out of hand and of course um, and did yeah you know Ivanovic paid the price Um but I must say that, you know, we then sort of seemed to get into the game. And by the time we scored, although we hadn't really, you know, threatened to score, as it were, we seemed to gain a lot more control and seemed a lot more comfortable. And obviously, I, I missed the second half where it all went a bit pear-shaped. But, you know, sort of against City with 10 men, I think that would always be a, yeah, a worry anyway. Inevitable um, to an extent. And... Um, I've heard, you know, the Wigan and Reading games on the radio, and a lot of what Mark says, <clears throat> you know, bears out what I heard that we, we've played well in patches. Um, certainly, the Wigan game, it sounded like we sat too deep and, and allowed them too much uh, ball and weren't closing down. You know, you can hear the ball going from player to player to player to player to player, and there was no, no sort of sound of a challenge, you know, going in anywhere. And that sounded a bit like what happened to us on occasion last season. But I must say, having watched a Newcastle game, um, granted Newcastle had had to do this ridiculous thing of play on the Thursday and play on the Saturday, which I think was grossly unfair. But even allowing for that, I thought the, the, the sort of defensive performance, apart from one or two quite nasty moments, which could have... You know, conceded a goal. Generally, particularly midfield-wise, um, we seem to close the ball better. Seem to, to 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 get a tackle in, or at least get a foot in, or or force the play back. Mm. Um, now, how much that was down to the the oft derided 
um, Mikel, who certainly had a very good game, and also Morelis, who I thought was yeah. very good, very, very good for Portugal in, in Euro 2012, in that sort of destructive, getting yourself about the place, getting in people's faces sort of role that he, he plays for Portugal. And he seemed to do that very well against Newcastle, I thought. You know, yeah. sometimes his distribution isn't great, etc. But he was certainly, <clears throat> I thought, very mobile in, 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 in that sort of closing down role. And so he seemed a lot more, to, to play a lot more the way I'd hoped we'd play this yeah. season. Um, you know, but it's still very early days. And until we, until we play a team like, you know, inevitably United City, you know, Arsenal, Spurs, whatever, mm. teams who might, you know, let us come on to them and then try and hit us on the break, you know, that sort of stuff. We'll, we'll have to wait and see. Mm. I d- I'm very pleased in the sense that you, you listed the quality teams in the Premiership mm. and left Liverpool out. Um, Quite important, that, I think. Um, yes, yes, despite the, the Guardian podcast waxing lyrical about them for some considerable amount of time, as I was listening to it today. Mm. Um, well, we shall, we shall, we shall see. I think, I think, did Radio uh, Five Live not dedicate a whole hour to Liverpool the other night? Oh, Christ! In the build-up to the season, I, I didn't listen to it. Obviously, I, I, I had some teeth to pull out. But well, um, I'd rather listen to me drains being cleared. Um, <laughs> I think, um, I, in all honesty, that the, it was an interesting point that Pardew sort of saying, "Oh, we've 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 been to Greece and we came back on a on a banana boat and we only got back at two this morning." Was classic sort of football manager let's find an excuse a bit sharpest because I think only two of the 11 that played on mm. Saturday actually started so it's a little maybe a little bit disingenuous but yeah I, you know you can appreciate but they, they still had to travel probably as part of the squad yeah, yeah. and, 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 and not being sponsored did. by Dolce and Gabbana they had very cheap and heavy cases to carry so they probably were quite tied out <laughs> so, had to put a shift in and speaking um, as someone who, who goes at least six or eight stops on the overground every day sits around and then comes home you know that's quite tiring just the traveling even if you don't do anything when you get there it is traveling you know, as, as with my working life you know yeah. <laughs> that's sort of so i i mean i think we would have although it has to be said chris waddle and the like were forgetting that um chelsea had played their third game in in seven days you know we'd played the sunday wednesday saturday yeah. so you know we'd had a fairly heavy program i i personally would have been quite irked you know irrespective of how many how many people played to have to to go away from home on the thursday night and then be back and play on the saturday evening it was unnecessary i don't know why they do that to teams i saw some um, possibly slightly cruel um dig at um, newcastle's apparently excellent support um, they took about 147 people to greece but that may or may not be true because I didn't see the game. Um, I, I was, it was sad. The figures I saw were about a third of that. Oh, right. <laughs> but it is sufficient because the gross domestic product has peaked up a bit in Greece. Yeah. <laughs> what, 200 Geordies have turned It doesn't up. take many people now to get it going. Double the country's oh, turnover. I, I mean, obviously, the reason that very few Geordies went is that, you know, they're not going to go to a hot country and take their shirts off because what's it's the effing point? What's the point? You know? <laughs> It's um, not five below. They, they just leave that to us, to us uh, soft southern drinking shandy people, whoever. Yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. Um, Tony, it is, it is fortuitous that you piped in there because I would like your opinion on uh, the game. Obviously, you, um, Tony has been in his, um, his several 
bedroom chateau in the south of France. <laughs> and, uh, and following it's, by... It, we've, we had to put an eighth one on there, obviously, because Crouchy, he, you know... Oh, he, yeah, I was he, just he saying... a room of his own, really. En suite and all that. Um, Absolutely. Have okay. you taken over the mantle then, Tony? <laughs> taken over the mantle? Well, last um, season it was Donald with his... Um, Oh, delivery! Yes. And now, no, no, you're, no. You're, you're going to take over with your seven-room chateau. <laughs> if I had a seven-room chateau, I'd still be there. Because if <laughs> I could afford to run one of them, I wouldn't be going dragging my sorry ass up to Newbury every day. But there you go. Is that, is that is that also code for I wouldn't be talking to you bastards? Either? No, absolutely not. I would. I'd be out of my way to talk to you, fine, fine Blend. body of of, of gentlemen. Uh, of the Chelsea persuasion. Um, uh, you, you were saying, Johnny. Yeah, tell us, tell us. You, you followed purely by means of social media. So, um, give give us your thoughts on, um, on on matters pre-season and Community Shield. Well, um, I, I I I managed to catch the highlights of the uh, Community Shield. I didn't see any of the pre-season um, stuff. I was a bit like Dono. I just sort of read it through reports and and the like. Um, I found the 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 sideshow of uh, rumor and further rumour um, more interesting actually than, than our sort of globe, Harlem Globetrotting attitude to, to pre-season friendlies you know let's not go to Kingstonian anymore let's uh, fly off to you know various different parts of the world and uh, sell the brand we're schmoozing the global market don't you know we are indeed and um, uh, you know <laughs> I, 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 I do think that after a season that we had last year you know and then you know, players being away for Olympic duty and Euro duty and everything. Some of it's a little unnecessary. I also think there's a little bit of the um, the kind of um, prize fighter exhibition match about the whole thing, really. And so I wasn't really concerned mm. about any of the, um, the the results, really, that were happening out there. Not even the Brighton one, because I just thought, you know, the players are not going to be going full-blooded into tackles. Um, they're not... David- David Lewis and Ivan were having gone to Brighton. They clearly didn't get the concept of, of pre-season friendly because they were more than happy to kick That's people surprising up in the as air. well. I mean, we said the Charity Shield um, was a bit rough, but actually Brighton was even rougher. Mm. And Brighton <laughs> kept performing cynical fouls whenever we broke through. Really? It was absolutely amazing. Yeah. And I'm particularly with Poirier, I'm surprised he gave him those instructions. I think that's a little bit of what you said about it. I think if there's no repercussions... You know, if they're not likely to get a ban, then what are they worried about, really? You know, it's a chance for them to make a name. It's a chance for a little bit of post-game dressing room chat or in the bar, you know. Uh, hey, look what I did. I managed to take Ivanovic out or Louise out or whatever, you know. I, I think that mentality still exists at football at any level, really, especially if you're playing a much, much better, faster, fitter team. I think it's just a little bit of um, dressing room kudos or whatever that, that gets applied. Um but, you know, I go back to the point, I, I, I never really worried about any of that. I was slightly more concerned about the community shield until we went down to 10 men. And I just think anybody is going to really, really um, have their work cut out against that city side when you're down to 10 men, you know. And, um, uh, you know, I, and, and it was a rarity as well because everybody out where I was on holiday, uh, either Manchester United or Tottenham, or, and, and none of them wanted City to win. Uh, I was surprised at how... Um, uh, not loathed might be too strong a word, but how generally disliked they appear to have been, and I guess that's just you know one of the things you suffer with the mantle of being champions. You know that you are um, you're you're going to be despised next season, no matter what. Um, I kind of I have to say just to interject though, I kind of thought there were sort of the least obnoxious title winners. You know, obviously when you discount us, you, you know United Arsenal. It's only really been. I United think the United, 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 
particularly yeah. mine. I thought, you know, fair play to them. Yeah. And aside of, you know, the, the manner in which they won, it was obviously fecking hilarious. Yeah. Because, <laughs> I mean, I, because Fergie was on the pitch with a grin on his face, which then turned into the look of a man who put his finger through the toilet paper. But, yeah. Um, yeah. You know, I find, you know, I think that most Chelsea fans were probably okay about City winning it last season on the basis that we've been there and we knew mm. how that felt. Um, Would be a bit churlish to, to moan, wouldn't it? The, the, the Man United fans <laughs> that I, I know on holiday, absolutely, you know, they were just utterly. They did. I thought you went that. to France, not sorry. I did. <laughs> <laughs> I did, but we do have we do have a healthy um, uh, spread of, of football fans across the, the the particular site we're on, and, and a lot of them are from uh, up north, and a lot of them are Manchester United fans. You know, so there's a there's a you know there's a fair few of us that that, that, that get together and, and like to chew the fat, as it were, on football. Um, as for the actual three league games, um, I followed the Wigan game purely on Twitter. It wasn't anywhere to be seen in France. Uh, the Reading game was very similar, even though it was an evening game, and I think it was the night after Manchester United played Everton, which was shown. Well, it was. I don't, just, I don't, I don't think it was to be seen anywhere. No, I, because it, it was in the UK either. It was really. The, um, it was the game that we're meant to be playing this weekend, isn't it? Ah. Mm. Right, the, okay. um, the, for the Super Cup so yeah, um, yeah I think so, it was just plonked in the schedule and um, that was yeah. that so that one was um, again um, a kind of Twitter text update one uh, and then the Newcastle one um, I, I, again I followed that via Twitter I've watched the games on Match of the Day and you know I, I, I'm pleased with what I've seen I think Robbie Di Matteo it's interesting you quoted um, uh, uh, Tricia uh, Terence the Cat um, around the um, you know, we're slightly worried about what I'm seeing as, as Robbie quite know what he's doing. Um, he has been given possibly the biggest remit that I can remember of anybody changing this team. Um, mm. You know, the, when you look at the players that were bought in towards the back end of last season with Marion, I know De, um, Kevin De Bruyne or Kevin Brown, as I think we should all call him. Um, <laughs> Kev Brown. Yeah, I think he's, you know, as he's gone off. But we've bought in some, you know, fantastically exciting talent. Uh, you know, and his name is Eden, as far as I'm concerned. It's Eden. All this bollocks, like, you know, it's like Ajax and Ajax, isn't it? And there you go. Um, uh, but I would say that he's a very exciting player. And uh, and as for this Oscar, I think that's an absolute coup. They can stuff Modric up their backsides, as far as I'm concerned. This boy looks like he's going to make... We, we, gonna... we will get on to new yeah. players. Yeah, I just, I just thought I'd say I'm quite happy with the... It's a good start. We couldn't have asked for any more. We might look a little bit shaky, but like a prize fighter, you've, you've had your little friendly bouts and all that, and now you're just getting yourself into... Getting tuned into up. Zone. Yeah. Yeah, I think, I mean, just in terms of... I mean, we've touched on a little bit there, but in terms of the competitive games, you know, I think if if we're being brutally honest, or certainly from my point of view, what Robbie did last season was absolutely fantastic. And, you know, whatever it was, brilliant coaching, the planets aligning, you, you name it, it worked and it worked perfectly. Um, but I don't think there's a, there's any doubt that most Chelsea fans probably thought, yes, of course he should get the job. He's, he's absolutely earned the right, but is he the man to, you know, to take us forward from there? But he um, seemed, it, my, my the point I was trying to make is, is he seems to have been given that clear remit. He's been backed more than AVB was, I think, in terms of players, certainly more than any of the predecessors were. Um, when you look at the stitch-up that was done on Carlo in his last season where we lost players and didn't really bring anybody in... Mm. Um, and uh, I, I think that they've put a lot of faith in him, and it's good to see you. You are watching, I think, the death throes of the Mourinho 
era in the sense that you've now got Czech, Cole, Lampard, Terry. Is that that's about it, isn't it now, I think? Yeah, I mean, SCN, <coughs> SCN and Mikel. Not, I mean, not even still... heard a peep out of Essien. Has he even played? Has he even got on the pitch? Bench? No, well, against Newcastle, Terry was injured and uh, Lampard was on the bench. So the so, only so um, remnant of our, of our spine of four Czech was uh, Czech. Really? Yeah. So, yeah you know, well, if you take Czech, um, Terry, Lampard and Drogba as the spine. As the yeah. spine, yeah. yeah. Czech They're was the true. only remnant. Yeah. So I think he's been handed a big, a, a big role. Well, that's why... It, the start is actually rather delightful I think the fact that you've won yeah absolutely have we actually played four games to everybody else's two if you include the, the community shield I think haven't we because that would be an yeah. extra game and then three games take, in seven take, days so. yeah it was the week before the season and it was yeah. a, a competitive game for want of a better phrase um, yeah. but yeah I think you know ultimately three wins nine points eight goals um, some great football thrown in there you know in patches I think um if if we were being terribly cynical, we we would say you know Robbie has absolutely nothing to lose as a manager. Whatever happens, if he if he finishes this season six and gets kicked out, he's you know he's got a fantastic CV. He will get a job anywhere he goes. That you know there's no doubt about that. Um, again, I'm uh, simply this is, this is not my point of view. I'm picking stuff out from what I've I've read elsewhere or you know Twitter wherever it happens to be. Um, there are there is a, a small but significant minority of very cynical folk who are saying Pepple like these players that he's been bought, won't he? Again, you know that's always going to be at the back of everyone's mind, and you know it, it won't take long for you know a couple of defeats and, and the odd ropey result, and you can pretty much guarantee that they'll be in the back, on the back pages of the papers as well. But where we are now, um, Robbie was given the job. Um, it took probably a little longer than most of us would have liked. Um, and yeah, so far, so good. Um, I think if if we were to throw a criticism in, it does look a bit chaotic at times. And if you're going to play that sort of high-tempo football without, you know, we don't really have your proper destroyers anymore. And I think the game has changed slightly in that sense. But, you know, Mikel is, is a very good interceptor doesn't tackle as actually as much as the likes of Makaleli did. Um, if you're going to play that kind of sort of high tempo game, then you don't. You need to retain possession. I know it sounds like basic, you know, football rule one. But um, we spent big chunks of the games we played, certainly Wigan and a little bit to a, to an extent at Reading without the ball. Um, and the concern is that anyone else we would be hammered um, in in terms of the way we played. But what we've been, what's been put in front of us so far, we've done very well. I mean, to be fair to Dumitao, he, he himself has said that you know he's still working on the balance of the team. You know that if you're going to if you're going to play Hazard, Mata, um, Torres, and you know, I mean, I, I don't think it's any accident he sort of stiffened the defensive side of midfield a bit with using Bertrand on the left, you know, and so on and so forth. Um, you know he's he's he wants it, he has to play this attacking football because I'm sure it was made clear to him when he got the job that while we're all over the moon about being champions of Europe, we, we weren't going to go a Premier League season playing that playing. style of football. And to be fair to him, he I think he was just being pragmatic himself. You know that oh, yeah. wasn't the style of football he played at West Brom. So you know he's damned if he doesn't. He's damned if he, he's got a problem now in that all the pundits sat around through you know the, the the fag end of July and into August and you know pitched Chelsea at somewhere between fourth and sixth depending on how 
you know players fitted in and, and how the team melded yeah. together. He's now got nine points after three games, so he's got the maximum number of points, whatever about the performances. And so now, any falling away from this is, you know, we are going to be the crisis club in a couple of weeks' time. Oh, yeah. We get turned over in a game. And as you say, the panic will start. Again, if we'd started the season by, say, drawing with Wigan, losing to Reading, scraping a draw with Newcastle, we'd be the crisis club. Whichever way it goes, we will be a club in crisis between now and the end of October. It's yeah. absolutely nailed on or if we manage to win everything between now and the end of October with a couple of draws thrown in then we'll all start to get very nervous about November you know we still have to keep in mind that, that they are trying to do something that should have been done two years ago and yeah, much true. as we pray that it, it keeps going as well as it started deep down I don't think it can yeah. But um, I mean, each game has been an improvement. Mm. Yeah. And no, so we... if, if we keep on improving at the current rate over the next three games, I, I think our work in progress period will be six weeks. Mm. Whereas Brendan Rodgers has said it's going to take three years work in progress at Liverpool, and AVB <laughs> I think he's asking for eight years at Tottenham. So um, yeah. I mean, so and we won't be the club in crisis. Right, I mean, Ar- Arsenal will always be the club in crisis. So we have no fears about being the club in crisis. <laughs> <laughs> No, but it, you sort of have your couple of weeks, you know, your weekend even where you are the club in crisis. And, you know, hopefully people will take a step back and, and you know, just say the, the whole season, to some extent, is a development season. I know we're now all starting to sort of feel very excited because, you know, Hazard has hit the ground running. Matter, you know, at some point will have to be given a rest. Oscar looks pretty good. Torres perhaps is maybe discovering a little bit, you know, he's at least blending with those players and showing some understanding. And so there's reasons for excitement. But ultimately, as, as Di Matteo himself has said, he's trying to, you know, he hasn't come with a manual <clears throat> and handed out a sheet to every player and that's all they're going to do. And this is how it's going to be done. He looks to be a man who's taking a more, more organic approach. I've got these players... I need to find a way of, of balancing this side out so I get plenty of good attacking football, but I have some sort of solidity in defence. Mm. And it's going to take him some time, I think. Yeah, no, that's a very good point. Very good point. Tony, your um, your thoughts on our, our opening in general? Like I said, I, I'm absolutely delighted. I, 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 is it How long is it since we started a season with three straight wins? Does anybody, can anybody remember? We certainly didn't last season. We drew at Stoke on the first day. Carlo Angelotti, we won the first six, yeah. I think. Was it? Yeah. So, I, I don't know. I, I think I, we won I, the first five under Scolari, so I'm not entirely yeah. sure we should. Three, three out of the four times we've won the, three out of the four times we've won the first three in recent history, we've gone on to win the league. Yeah. I, I, so, I, I sort of concur with the view that it's a bit of a work in progress, but it's a... a, a a remarkable piece of, of of progress in the sense that you know to change it away from the the pragmatic Champions League winning style, um, and when you look at our somewhat well, stuttering is being kind um, finish to the Premiership last season, um, yes. to see these players blending in, and I think there's a good important point. Someone I think it was Donald you just said about Torres. I mean, the bits I've seen, he looks like a man who 
um, almost Lineker-like. He's sort of thinking, yeah, I can get a goal here. I can hang around. I can do things. You know, he seems to have blended in. And you know, but we're going to have to get used to the fact that we're not going to be lumping the ball down to to a Drogba. Um, and mm. I'm not sure that augurs well, particularly well for Lukaku. But then I think he may well have burnt a few bridges with some of his comments anyway. Um, and you know we've still got was it two late two days left three days left is it um, so window, you know yeah. the, the Falcao and the Hulk rumours are all going off again and whatever and the Walcott rumours so you know there may be something <gasps> else coming in there mm. yeah oh, did, did I say something wrong then Walcott well yeah I mean uh, yeah, it, yeah. Well, you know we 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 have Moses we have Marin we have any number of other tricksy players and, and yeah. I would suggest a damn sight more effective than him. Yeah, um, and we but, we, we, know, have pick, we, we have picked up. Uh, uh, dude, this is going to be a great one. Is it as Puliquita? Is that would that be right? I don't uh, know. Yeah, uh, Caesar, Caesar, as we know him. Yes, that seems a far more pragmatic. We, we way give it, we give it the body swerve. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, so it's been a good start, and let's face it, um, you know I think we needed that after the the, the the high we finished on last season. You know it would have been a, a there would have been all sorts of inquests already being run if we'd you know managed three draws or something like that, or you know God forbid a, a defeat and a draw uh, like Tottenham. You know, <laughs> but oh. there you go. Oh, always always he, good to get a little quick dig in at them, isn't it? He's um, he's winning friends and influencing people there, isn't he, Mister Vs Boas? But um, um, indeed, it's, it's worth pointing out. Um, it's worth pointing out that um, there's a guy I follow on Twitter. Um, it's sort of an extension of my Tom Boone and Belgian man love. Um, it's a guy called John Chapman at Belgofoot, and he made the point yeah. today that yes, there are all these, you know very good Belgian players coming out of of Belgium, strangely enough. But what, the point he was actually making was is they're not coming out of Belgium. The yeah. players who have, have made a success in, the, in in not just the Premier League, but in, in France and uh, in Germany, that they're going, they're not coming to the Premier League direct. They're going to France and Germany and leagues like that first and, then- and establishing themselves there and then coming to the Premier League. The players who've left Belgium and come directly into the Premier League don't do so well and he's, he was making the point that the, the gap between the Juniper and the Premier League is, is just slightly too big yeah. and, and that you know players going to somewhere like France or you know not that he's saying that the France, French and German leagues are, are so far behind the, the Premier League but that it gives them a step up and then they, they're much more Premier League ready when they come in so you know hence it's, it's as being at, at, at Lille and um, you know uh, company was in Germany before he came over. Uh, I think Fellaini was was somewhere else before he, you know, he went to Everton, and and that's and uh, and I think that that's why you know I, I'm always disappointed. That's why De Bruyne I think has gone out on loan, and and why Lukaku, you know, perhaps wasn't game ready. Although saying that he he's made a reasonable start at, the, the, at West Brom. I mean, we'll talk about players in more detail. But the Lukaku thing I just found strange, and I to be honest, I don't like players bitching and moaning about the club but I completely understood his point in the sense that we've let two strikers go we pay 18 million quid for the guy mm. and then send him out on loan and it's kind of well I, you know what's it doesn't really seem to tally you can understand it if he was a youth player who'd come through the ranks but when you specifically scouted someone and gone out and paid a big chunk of money for him and that's a, that's a lot of money for a yeah for and a if you paid 4 or 5 million you could un- you, you yeah you could say, well, shut up. No, but you say to a player, you're worth 18 million at 18 years old. You know, 
you, you're giving them some idea of themselves. Exactly, yeah. yeah. So I must admit, I found that a little strange. But, you know, if he, if he thrives at West Brom and comes back, great. You know, all yeah. good. You know, look at Sturridge doesn't. went to, to Bolton and, and came back a better player, didn't he? Yeah, yeah no, definitely. Um, I think, um, actually, a, 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 a brief mention is... is, is you've all touched upon it on Torres um, I have to say huge credit to him because there was a, there was a story in, in the papers about Robbie apparently cornering him on the flight back from Munich and saying look you're part of my plans I want you to know that and, and giving him a big pep talk which you know is now being credited as saving his career and all that kind of thing but um, you know he had obviously had a brilliant Euro 2004 um, you know super sub ended up with a golden boot um, and has started the season well and he, you know, he looks confident there's there's moments where you kind of see that you know in the Reading game I was looking at him and he, there were sort of periods where you know it was kind of the shoulders hunched and the head down and not running much but the, he, he's, he's clearly just one of those players that thrives on a bit of confidence and you know the moment that a goal goes in he lifts and he, you know he's running and he's trying things and just makes a massive difference. So he had, a pretty, good Euro, he had a pretty good Euro 2012 as well, I believe. Yeah, that's a yeah, golden boot. So yeah. you, know, you said 2004, John. <laughs> oh, did I? I was just being a cynical, horrible bastard. Glover was trying to Euro 2004. Did anybody go to the Euro 2012? <laughs> no, no, I was no, just no. watching it. Was that this year? Um, <laughs> uh, no, I, was, I wanted to go, well, but my wife was worried about um, all this stuff they were putting in the news about racism in um, the Ukraine. So she said she didn't want to go and um, hear any racist remarks but I said if we sit far enough back in the stand you won't be able to hear John Terry. <laughs> <laughs> I believe I believe he was proven innocent for the, for the sake of balance. Um, <laughs> yes. Um, I don't know when the FA hear, are hearing that but it will be very interesting to see exactly what they do but that's probably one for... Um, when it actually happens um, so yeah you know, all credit to Torres he appears to have, have taken a bit of a lift still looks a bit fragile in places but if, if his confidence is up it'll be interesting to see what happens before the end of the transfer window you know if we go out and splurge another 30 million quid on Hulk or whoever it happens to be exactly how he reacts to that but so far so good and I thought you know his goal on Saturday was superbly taken you know that's that's the mark of a good striker where you just think yep I'll have a punt at this yep there we go I think any transfers before the window are very very unlikely primarily because the fax machine at the FA is going to be fully allocated by Tottenham (laughs) (laughs) on on a a, one last thought on on the the sort of opening three games is uh, you know we've got off to a good start apart from the Lukaku whinge fest you know things are all seem to be fairly ship shape at the moment um, yeah. you know even the players such as Maluda or Ben Ayun who people think you know will, will be leaving you know are not publicly causing any fuss or whatever yeah, uh, and no so one, it no seems a relatively think. happy ship so of course the sight of Lampard sitting on the bench in Chelsea's third game in seven days you know, accompanied by a sort of grumpy-looking Lampard's dad and current, you know, uh, Amour or Paramour. Mm. You know, I, I'm, I'm not sure I've seen Lampard Senior ever crack a smile anyway. But it was this sort of a, thing of... He's not sorry, renowned for it. He's not yes. renowned for it, as far as I can recall. Yeah. But, um, uh, you know, it's suddenly, 
there was this sort of idea that oh, Lampard will be unhappy. He's been left on the bench. You know, he's a player in his mid thirties who, who's still fit, who's still capable of doing mm. a good seasons worth of football. But has, but, has himself acknowledged that you know yeah. he, he can't play three games a week anymore. Yeah, uh, you know, if if that had been Ryan Giggs or, or Paul Scholes or someone, they would have said nothing. It would have been mm. just you know, well, it's the third game in a week. Um, they're, they're changing the team up. Yeah. But, you know, there has to be this, oh, Lampard won't like this, you know, blah, 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 blah. And they're straight in there, you know, because they've got nothing else to, to have a dig about. Well, I think, I think also... It's, it's, it's so transparent. You know, yeah, it's, it's sort of, it's also projecting back onto the manager because when Ferguson does it, it's masterful management and, yes. you know, being careful with the older guys, you know, Robbie Di Matteo is, you know, only a couple of years older than Frank anyway. Mm. So there, there's that, well, you know, does the, does the young lad know what he's doing? Well, yeah, he probably does, to be perfectly honest. You know, he knows that Frank can't play three games a week, as Frank has said he can't. So, you know, it makes perfect sense. But, oh yeah, I don't doubt we'll have, um, we'll have plenty more of that to contend with them in uh, in weeks to come so um we'll have a, a brief look forward um obviously we we have the uh, the super cup on friday evening um down in monaco against um atletico madrid i think um and then there's the international break so i can't even remember it's, it's a long way ahead who we've got in the league next but um, there's a two week gap so yeah there's this possible I'd be interested to see how Robbie plays this thing on Friday you know it's after all it is a trophy to be won it's it's reasonably prestigious it'll be in front of a big TV audience so you know hopefully we will um we will give it our best but it will be nice to see you know maybe Moses Sturridge whoever get a run out and um and we'll take it from there but um they they whacked um, Bill Bow last night didn't they was it last night or Monday yeah yes. the idea yeah. It was, um, I think, it was yeah last night. I think. Um, to be perfect, I Falcao was was absolutely terrific and got his hat trick. Bill Bow were fairly shocking. Um, mm. It has to be said, but you know, taking no credit away from the man who is, you know, going to be the striker in demand, if not now, then January and um, you know next summer was yeah was was terrific. He looked absolutely fantastic. And next up, um, next game up, uh, just to fill you in there, John is. Um, is our old friends from down the road. Oh, lovely. The ha-ha-ha-ha-ha-ha's um, away. Well, so, we will, um, it'll be interesting. Handshakes all round. Yes, I was going to say, no doubt the, um, the handshake issue will come up between now and then. Mm. Um, and yeah, hopefully, you know, frankly, it won't cause the enormous fucking implosion that last season's fixture did. But um, hopefully we'll be a little more prepared because I think last season was the one that neither AVB nor the players were quite prepared for the intensity of it all and, no. um, mm. and you know there on our season went all a little pear shaped for a little while but you know mm. turned out alright in the end um, we'll have a quick look at, um, at, at the, 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 new, the new signings um, of which there have been a fair few this season um, the team that um, well, started and finished in Munich um, of that side uh, obviously, Drogba is the biggest departure. Mm. Kalu and Basingwa are the only other two that have gone. Maluda appeared, and I suspect you know if he doesn't go before Friday, it will be surprising because you know, would suspect his game time is limited. But you know the core of the side is is basically the same. But we've obviously added an awful lot of quality in. I mean, we've we have Oscar, we have two hazards. Let's not forget um, the younger the younger brother Thorgan, or whatever his name is. Um, Victor Moses, 
Marco Marin, Caesar Azpilicueta, um, whose name I will not be attempting to sing at any point. Um, <laughs> and it, there's, you know, there's, there's a lot of quality, there's a lot of youth. Um, we, we may as well start with the one who has obviously made the huge impact, which is Eden, Eden, Azard, Hazard. Take your pick. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry, Eden, Hazard. Eden Hazard. Nick East Carlton. That's what my dad would say, Eden Hazard. <laughs> um, who has, I, you know, I think, let's be honest, has been a revelation. Um, he, he didn't really endear himself to... I thought Moses was the revelation. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> we didn't need any pre-season mucking about. We're back into it already. Back um, of the net, yeah. as Alan Partridge wasn't was he part of the Exodus from Wigan? Uh, never mind. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh. I, uh, um, where was I? Ah, Eden, Eden, Azard, Azard. Um, who has has been a revelation? I mean, he's what twenty-one years of age. Uh, didn't particularly endear himself to people while the transfer saga was going on because you know there, there, there were tweets saying I'm playing in blue next season ha 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 um, and the, th- the thing he was I can certainly remember saying on the blog you know if we do sign this fucker he better be good because he seems to have fair old opinion of himself um, let's be honest the boy has delivered thus far Um I can't remember the exact percentage, but something like 80% of our goals are either scored or created by him. Um, and frankly, you know, the the proper out-of-your-seat wow factor that we've not really had since Robin and then maybe Zola before him. Um, Mark, you, um, I, I know you've been waiting to wax lyrical from what you've been saying on the blog, so your thoughts on um, our £32 million acquisition from Lille? No, I'm excited. I mean, he looks absolutely fantastic. Um, it's easy to spend 30-plus million on a player, which we've done. Mm. And then normally you end up being disappointed, whether it's Torres in his first season, Shevchenko, Liverpool fans with Andy Carroll. You know, the bigger the price tag, the more possibility is of being disappointed. But when you look at Hazard, he looks worth every penny. Um I mean, his physique is absolutely perfect to be a top player, sort of short and squat in the Maradona, Messi-type mould. Mm. He's quite physical, he's tough, he's pacey, his ball control is fantastic, every pass is fantastic, and every time he gets the ball, you think something's going to happen. There's a threat, yeah, that's exactly it. Um, and he also, he chases back, he tackles, you know, he, he does look an absolutely wonderful player, and if he can um, stay fit and keep developing... It's going to be a fantastic future ahead of us. Mm. Yeah, no, I could, you could you could almost just in terms of the way you way you summed him up, you could almost add, you know, and he's kind to animals and wants to work with children. You know, he's kind of got that thing about him. Um, I mean, I think for me, um, when I saw him down at Brighton, I mean, you know, it wasn't a terribly good team performance. There were flashes, and you thought, okay, you know, he'll take a little while. Um, but the game against Wigan, I mean, in, in terms of, you know, having an impact on the Premiership, I mean, the, the little turn for Ivanovic's goal, it, it, you know, there wasn't just the speed and the quick thinking of the turn. There was no faffing with the pass either. He wasn't, you know, he knew where he was going to put that ball the moment he faced the Wigan goal, having spun 
can't remember the player that he'd be turned and left completely for dead. He knew he was going to put the ball, which is, you know, it's something we've not had a lot of. You know, we, we have good passers of the ball and we have players who, who are good at making chances or have been good at making chances. You know, Lampard Maluda in his day was obviously very good at that and Drogba obviously a completely different type of player. Um, but yeah, to see a, a Chelsea player turn as quickly as that and immediately put another player through on goal, it's um, it's not something we've seen a lot of in recent years. Um, and yeah. was I mean, the only problem very is... Good. Um, is something you've already touched on is the pronunciation of names and um quite you know we've signed um hazard and oscar isn't oscar it's oscar and then there's aspiliqueta well, it's not like the old days is it where you had aris and hudson and <laughs> hudson. hutchinson and Collins. you didn't even have to learn your ages you just well, were very simple names if it makes you feel better we can call him hazard yeah, I think that would be better. That, that would work. That would work. Um, I'd I did be quite see... happy just to call him Mickey. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Eden, Mickey, as a doubt. With, with an eye on the lawyers, it would be helpful if he doesn't have quite have Mickey's predilection for one, the bookies, and two, for staying on the treatment table whenever we're going <laughs> further north than Watford. But we shall see. He's made <laughs> it up to Wigan, at least. Allegedly, supposedly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the only, actually, the one thing I did see which which tickled me I can't remember who it was on Twitter and I, whether they listen or if they listen then all credit to you um, the you know what song how are we going to get as Piliqueta into a song and the best one I saw was to Queen's Radio Gaga is all we need is as Piliqueta and then you kind of went from there now whether whether that's going to catch on or not is anyone's guess um, I suspect the person who starts it may get a, a lot of rotten fruit thrown at them but you know it's worth a try well it, um, it actually works I've just done it in my head and it actually yeah it does that's the thing you know all credit I can't remember who it was who tweeted it but all credit to them that, that may well be a winner um, obviously Oscar we've seen very little of um, thus far but you know, I think he's a classic one for the future. I suspect we'll we'll make you know twenty odd appearances this season, maybe, maybe more, maybe less, depending on who gets injured and who doesn't. Um, but you know, obviously, looks a very shrewd acquisition. Um, Marco Marin, who knows? Anyone's guess? Um, I can't remember. Was it when we bought Mario Melchiot? I think he spent much of his first season on the treatment table. Um, and we hope Mr. Marin isn't the same. Mm. Um, and Victor Moses, who you're sort of, are you kind of guessing is, is sort of a Kalu replacement? I'm not entirely certain what we're going to well, do. He, he's, a, he's a wide, we seem to have spent quite a lot of money on players. I mean, my understanding is Marin is a wide man. Yeah. It has a, can obviously play, you know, in a, a sort of variety of roles there behind the front man. Um, Matter has been used in a wide role but has obviously prefers to play in that sort of number 10 so I think you know Moses and Marin probably if I've got it right have been brought in to give a bit of you know natural wide yeah, players if, if I understand them you know I, I don't know but uh, yeah. my concern about um, Edin Azard is that um, he's 21 it's a tough season and that you know People have got to be a bit patient if, if there's a, a dip here or there. You know, it's, I don't, he may surprise us and keep up this sort of level of performance. But, you know, he's obviously hit the ground in good form. But, you know, it's, it's a long old season. I, I, I'm not, it's not the old, you know, 
foreigners won't like a wet Wednesday <laughs> in Bolton. He's from Belgium. It rains a heavy <laughs> lot there. You know, it, it's yeah, more than his age and, you know, the, the physical nature of the league and so on. Um, you know, so it's a long season and yeah, no, it's hopefully people will be patient and, 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 you know, see what he's capable of, but not expect, you know, expect miracles. Yeah. I think that's, that's important. And, and just on the squad, I, I've just looking on, on, on the website here, they've got 25 players listed here for the first team. Yeah. And, um, Kakuta, Ben Ayun, um, and uh, Ferreira and Maluda are all in that 25. Now, I think we, we sort of name, do you name a squad of about 25 for the Champions League and all that sort of stuff? I think it's, yeah, I 23, think it's, isn't it? I thought. 23. Okay, so. But, you know, a squad of 25 is not a huge first team squad. So. Mm. You know, unless they buy one or two before Friday, the chances are that maybe one of Maluda or Ferreira or maybe Kakusha or someone might go. But it looks pretty much like they're they're going with what they've got. If you see what I mean? Yeah. No. I've just just checked. It is actually twenty five. Um, mm. The squad side, which, yeah, I mean, given that there's been much talk of Kakuta moving on, you can't really see him featuring a, a great deal. Um, Maluda and Benayoun. You see, people really, really, I think, obviously with with Basingua having gone, you know, Maluda is probably, you know, the figure that the Boo Boys are going to jump on more than anyone else, unless maybe Sturridge, as a more regular player, gets it in the neck. Yeah, he took some stick the other night, which I thought was a little uncalled for. But um, I did wonder when Basingua went out the door that... um, you know who are they going to go after now? And my guess is it probably going to be Sturridge. Maluda may not play often enough, but mm. the thing is, Maluda and Ben Ayun and Ferreira—they're old pros, and there are going to be plenty of games where you need maybe mm. someone like that just on the bench or to step in or League Cup games. You know, there's going to be. Yeah, people talk about them as they couldn't put one foot in front of the other. They're still this. Yeah, there's still going to be the opportunity or two. Still. Decent professional footballers, you know. I, I sometimes despair of what people actually think of footballers these days, but that's just me getting old. Yeah, no, I think it's um, you know, it's there's always going to be the. I mean, you know, Paolo Ferreira. There's a bit of cover there. He'll, you know, you can you can stick him pretty much anywhere on the pitch you like, and you know he'll do a, a reasonable job um, across the back line, and you know it's handy to have. He'll be um, with us forever, I think. He'll be putting on a red jacket soon and um, coming on and coming on in front of the teams. Yeah, no, I and, and fair enough. I think uh, you know the, the the man's the man has served us well. Um, yeah, I mean, in terms of Sen, to me, kind of looks a bit of a fish out of water in the sense that you know we're not particularly built around sort of power and and you know presence anymore. And you, you kind of wonder where it where it puts someone like Michael Essien, who's you know. In terms of the way we're, we're passing now, you know, his distribution's never been that great. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's always the question as to whether his his knees are, are entirely recovered yeah. or indeed going to hold up to another yeah. season of football. But you know, again, a lot of experience to call upon if we need him. Mm. Who knows? Um, but yeah, I, I mean, it, in terms of you know, Mark, you said you don't think there's going to be any additions before 
um, before Friday. I mean, obviously for you know, the reason Tottenham hogging the fax machine. But um, you know, in in all seriousness, does anyone else think we are going to add anyone? And if so, who might it be? I, I, my only guess would be they might want if if they thought they could get the deal and it was there, they might buy another big name, you know, central central forward. Mm. But um, you know, I, I, it really depends on on what the deal is and, and who who's available. But that would be the you know, if Torres was was to fall away or to to be injured, you know, could Sturridge carry it? I don't know. Um, mm. But then if you go and buy a big name forward with Jogba having left, you know, does that knock Sturridge and, and leave Torres feeling a bit like, well, I don't know. It, it's, you know, you, in, in the end, some hard-headed decisions will have to be made. But yeah. I, I think it's uh, it, it seems to me unlikely, unless we've got a deal lined up, you know, or unless someone's desperate suddenly to offload for financial reasons, anyone that that's going at the last minute, you just feel we're going to overpay for someone. Yeah. Uh, and unless it's been a long-term target that finally someone cracks, you know, mm. because they're not going to get any more money than than is on the table for them. Well, I, see, I mean, you know, this is a, a sort of a classic example. Um, Daniel levy thought he was he was playing hardball last season in terms of mm. in terms of modric and you know he clearly didn't want to sell to us but um had he done so he'd have probably been 10 million 10 million quid better off and you know a player that wanted to go anyway and has now gone for less mm. money um albeit the you know he's got this this carefully worded strategic alliance with real madrid which as far as i can tell equates to a pre-season friendly a few tracksuits and that mr bale Oh, I read it as something different. I thought it was um, more that Tottenham had become a feeder club for Real Madrid. <laughs> well, that's what I'd hoped it would be, anyway. Well, I, you know, let's be honest. They're not rushing to to build up strategic relationships with their most bitter rivals, are they? No. Plus, uh, Modric throughout the summer was tweeting that this season he will, he will be playing in white. <laughs> <laughs> Cryptic little chappy that he is. Yes. Um, so I I. I Think there may be one last last ditch attempt to um, to go for Hulk, who I actually saw in the flesh uh, at the the Olympic final um, when he came on for Brazil. And you know, from what little I saw of him, you know, powerful, pacey, direct, final ball left a little bit to be desired. But you know, you can't really judge that from one game. But he took his goal well. Um, is he worth thirty plus million quid? You know, as, as hard so far has been. Who knows? You know, it's anyone's guess. But, um, but yeah, I suspect a striker is probably um, the most desirable thing on um, on Roman's list. Whether he actually gets the one he wants, the price he wants, is anyone's guess. But yeah. not long to go. In the end, you've got to take what you've got and make make a team of them. You know, yep. you're not you're not going to have. 25 superstars you're always going to have the mix and it's never rarely going to be the ideal mix and and Mm. that's that's what makes a good manager makes a good club is is getting a team that melds together and getting a style and a pattern of play that they can all buy into you know I think we've got to stop living in this sort of I know Roman splashes the cash but you know Every time a, a decent player pops up at a club here or there across Europe or the world, we, you know, this, oh, let's get him, let's get him, let's get him, you know, 
Yeah, you know, I, I think City found that the you, you know, they 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 sort of scraped the Premiership and they were, you know, they really were splashing the cash, weren't they, last season? Mm. And mm. um, and I I think that you, you it's a, there's a danger of you end up in this sort of like a, a kind of war of attrition against the likes of them and United and and whatever, mm. simply because on the on the basis of money. My you know my biggest worry is if Hazard's success, you know, in three years' time, will Barcelona be dangling? <laughs> goodies in front of him and that sort of, of course stuff they you know. were. Um, but would you let would you let Louise go for 30 million if Barca rocked up before Friday yes mm. yeah I t- to be honest as, as much as I enjoy watching him and I think he's improving as a defender you know and, and yeah, that, and that, tempted, that, wouldn't you you'd be tempted you know that that will as you say with people like Hazard and, and so on and so forth that that's the sort of thing that could happen you know we we are a big fish but there are lots of big fish and and particularly if more clubs get bought by more yeah. billionaires and and, uh, and people with oil money or oil and gas money it, you know that's that's the way the game will go it doesn't it doesn't even have to be that you know as as manchester united who are obviously one of the biggest clubs in the world um, in terms of fan base turnover by whatever measure you choose to pick it mm. um you know real madrid came knocking for their best player and eventually real madrid got him because when real madrid come calling you know you're eventually going to lose and if they do you know in three seasons time Hazard has been our you know a phenomenon and has scored 20 goals a season and made 20 more and we've won trophies or you know whether we won trophies or not you know you are not going to be able to stop someone like Real Madrid coming along going mm. 90 million quid yeah. you know it's going to happen it's just, oh, and I yeah, think I, the I other thing is, 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 is the, the wages you know that this is the problem they've got City That's we've the, got City have got and so on you can build a big squad, but you, if you end up with sort of 30 players, you know, all in the, the sort of top 20 percentile of, of, of wage earners, when you come to move them on, there's very few clubs you can move them on to. Yeah. 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 That's, that's true. That's and, and, true. And I think this is a problem that Chelsea are finding now that, you know, we've been through an era of playing, of paying a lot of players big money. And, you know, in their prime, they've earned it. But... When it comes to their contract running down, you know, if you want to move them on a year early, they're only going to go somewhere where they're going to get similar money. You know, they're, they're not yeah. mugs. You know, they're not they're not going to take a pay cut just to help you out. You know, no, and, and, not sure. and uh, you know, I think they're learning a lesson at Chelsea at the moment that perhaps you know y- you pick and choose who you pay the big money to, and mm. a bit more careful that you know you build a squad that's perhaps yeah. you know young, younger and cheaper. And if they develop, you keep them on. If they don't, you get in so someone go, else. Yeah. You know, so and not, not to go down the Arsenal road, but you know what I mean. That's sort of yeah. getting a balance. So I, I go along with with with, with Johnny. I think in, in that I think that, you know there's a possibility of another striker. Um, I was pleased. If you go along with Johnny, you'll end up drowning. But anyway, yeah. carry on. <laughs> I I I feel that um, I, I did think that the Moses buy was particularly good he gave uh, Ashley Cole a bit of a torrid time and he looks like a uh, a very eager and, and keen young player and I, I, I did think about throwing in a joke about you know it's not written in tablets of stone that we're going to get these other players and all this sort of stuff but um, wah, 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 yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I see the genesis of a young talent there yes yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> it's, 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 I, I, I feel a theme coming on uh, an yeah. interminable one unfortunately but there you go um, the, uh, the the one thing I'd uh, with, without a striker um, to back up Torres and, and, and whether Sturridge is, is 
he's going to make that step up or not. You know, I'm I'm still undecided. I kind of like him sometimes, and other times I think, oh, for God's sake, you know, just just learn your lesson. You know, it's, it's not mm. like you haven't been told by people. But my bigger concern, and I, and I think the thing I would like to have seen is is Courtois not go out on loan and and to become that understudy to Peter Check. I think that we are weak. Um, Ross Turnbull, I'm not convinced I thought he, he he might have had a future and and Hilario I just I kind of understand why we've still you know got him I, mean, I think you know that 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 is a weakness if we lose Pet Peter Check I think we you know there's a potential yeah. uh, banana skin waiting for us there and, and he has been injured before where we've where we've where we've left you know when we've been without him for five or six weeks I think it's that that would be a worry for me but I think the problem you've got Tony is where you've got where you've got an absolutely outstanding goalkeeper you know a really top class goalkeeper who who doesn't get injured too often you generally have to put up with a less than perfect yeah. substitute all the clubs who swap their goalies in and out have usually got two goalies who no never quite nail the place down you know and mm, for yeah. courtois with his obvious ability i mean he's gone to 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 la liga and become a fan favorite almost within weeks and and an outstanding goalkeeper why would he want to sit on a bench? I mean, to sit on the bench week in, week out. You know, yeah. uh, if we play our cards right, he comes back to the club as an established world-class goalkeeper. If we don't play our cards right, we're at least going to get a big heap of money for him. Mm. You know, uh, and but he was never ever going to be able to sit. Uh, on the I, bench, you know, I just, you know? I, I, I take the point, but I just think that you know there, there is the. Need competition for yeah, well, just to see somebody. But but you know, name, who's, name who's, me a club that, name me a club that that has a, a, a you know a goalkeeper of Peter Cech's ability, and then another goalkeeper of of top Premiership quality well, sitting okay. below them. The one, the one that sits oh, oh, most obviously to me would be Manchester United. They've got the the uh, Haya, who's a potentially good goalkeeper. Um, and the other lad who, who was really quite cocky and I can't remember his name now he's an Austrian, Austrian keeper I think that they've got um, as, as the um, backup or whatever but, but De, Gea, De Gea is is a young goalkeeper yes. who is struggling yeah. to establish so, himself at the moment. he's a shot stopper he's not an all round keeper I wasn't you, know, you really thinking can't say that he's where Peter Cech no. is I was thinking less True. in terms of a young up and coming keeper, you know, if if Courtois is, is off out, you know, building his career and getting his experience or whatever, as as perhaps less, you know, the one who's maybe uh, you know, in the twilight of a career that could still be a useful stopper as opposed to Hilario who really never amounted to much where Heavy went and, and Ross Turnbull who nobody, absolutely nobody, least of all at the club, seems to have any faith in. Mm. Um, you know, I've not heard I've not heard any many fans say anything good about Ross Turnbull. I don't think he's ever particularly let us down. I just think that, you know, when you're looking around, there are goalkeepers who may be, you know, 32, 33, who would be happy to be that squad player. I think, well, um, well, I think aware of your, your fragile mental state, Tony, having just returned from a, a lovely holiday, uh, I ought to point out to you that um, there is only other one other goalkeeper shown on this. 25 player list on the uh, the website and it's Mr Turnbull oh is it oh Hilario's not on there ah I did not realise that there you oh, go. that's interesting yeah mm. but, strange uh, and I think we're, this to me overall we go back to the squad thing this looks like the strongest squad we've had for for some time and I'm excited by the the, 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 the blend of players that we're bringing in 
genuinely excited. It, it does seem to be a mm. shift in it, away from that Mourinho power, uh, if you like, relentless machine type thing to something possibly more fragile. Yeah, yeah, maybe an Alfa Romeo as opposed to a, a BMW. I don't know. I think yeah I mean I think but it's it's I'll be looking out for rusty sills then (laughs) (laughs) but I think I mean it's been heading you know in in terms of the purchases we've made pretty much since Torres you know Torres Luis Ramirez they're all you know they're far more you know they were far more footballers than than physical presences that's probably a lousy way of putting it but you get my general drift Um, so new players covered um, it probably leaves us really to um, to make our predictions for the season. Can um, I just say one last thing, John? Um, you can indeed, far away. I was uh, as much at fault as anyone else, I suppose, but I, I sort of felt that Drogba left without, you know, there wasn't really enough wailing and gnashing of teeth and waving of handkerchiefs and, you know, general public mourning and celebration. And he was back else, at Cobham you know. today, actually. I did notice that, yeah. I was but, you know, it should be said that, you know, I do not expect to see anyone, you know, he was a one-off. Oh, yeah. You know, we will see great players all the time, I'm sure. But, you know, there will never be another. No. no, we won't. And, you know, fantastic. And my personal thank you, because I'm sure he's listening. Absolutely, <laughs> of course. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree. I, I think um, we, we obviously touched on this in our, our euphoric post-Munich victory yeah, yes. edition. Yeah. But, you know, he he did what he came to do, um, mm. and 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 rounded his career off perfectly. And you know, I think it's 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 the it's the mark of great players in the sense that you know, even now, you know, maybe not with the arrival of uh, of, of some of the new ones, but it's not that long since I've heard someone say, "Well, of course, we never really replaced Zola." Mm. Yeah, <laughs> and and I'm sure you know in the never seasons to come. Them. You will never replace Trogba because the simple fact is you don't. You buy other players, but you will never ever get another one. You know, he was an absolute one-off, and probably you and know the personality, the, the sort of total thing. You know, the yeah. annoyance. As, you know, the he could drive you as mad as, as as he could drive you to joy, but you know, yeah. just the total ex, the Trogba experience. Is, yeah, is and you know, I, I've I've had a heated debate with a, a friend of mine about the whole, and because I. I, I actually think he has now become as iconic as Peter Osgood. I really genuinely believe that. Yeah. I think that when you look at what he contributed to, to the success of the last seven, eight years or whatever, um, uh, he, he's, he's up there. He, he certainly is. And, uh, you know, um, hopefully it will be another 40 or 50 years before something happens whereby he'll get a bronze statue outside whatever ground we're playing at. But, um, yes. you know, I, I genuinely think that... Um, you know, you you got those one-off players, those iconic players who, you know, everybody will know you for. And and you know, with Arsenal, it was Thierry Henry. You know, he was mm. their to, sort of totemic, iconic player, I suppose, after Bergkamp or alongside Bergkamp for a while or whatever. Um, True, and, but I w- we we would add, yes, iconic without question, but didn't deliver in big big games. No. Whereas, oh, whereas you no. know, you, you stuck you stuck him in a final. He generally froze. I don't, yeah. I don't think he ever scored the final for him, did he? <clears throat> no. Um, no. Whereas Mr. Drogba, it was it was almost guaranteed. You put him on the pitch, primarily yeah. at Wembley. You knew you were going to get a goal. Yeah, absolutely. And um, that's you know, it's something we will miss and yeah. we will never. I think I think the only the only place where or the only facet of, of, of Drogba that I could see paling into insignificance alongside. 
Peter Osgood, I don't know this for sure, but it's a, it's a sort of educated guess, would be his capacity for copious amounts of beer. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's an absolute given. Uh, I think they were legendary, weren't they? The uh, that that team from mm. the seventies, you know, for, for for their ability to. Uh, I'm not saying he doesn't take alcohol, but uh, he probably doesn't take it in large as much as quantity. No, pint glasses. No, indeed. I don't. I think. Um, yeah, you know, if there's ever going to be a statue stuck up anywhere, yeah, you need one outside the bridge and one outside Wembley as well. Um, and farewell to Jose Bosingo, who I liked, even if no one else did. Well, and, listen, you know, he, you know, on his day, he when, played his when asked to do a job. You know, yeah, he's lifted his monobrow and scored a goal tonight for QPR. Has he? Bloody has yes, he? he has indeed. I think they won four 0 I think. No, I think listen, anyone, anyone, and he played well in Munich. Anyone who who, who took part in that game and and played their part in us, you mm. know, in a, the greatest night in our history. Yeah, calf doffed, cap doffed rather. He said, "My voice is going." So what I think we should do is round off um, with a few predictions, um, and we will categorise it as follows: Premier League finish. Cups, be it Champions League, FA Cup, League Cup, and we can throw in Super Cup and World Club Championship um, predictions for those. Um, player who will make the biggest impacts, I think we probably all know roughly what we're going to say for that one. Um, and should we have a sort of, you know, a player most, most debated, shall we say? not player who is most likely to disappoint but will be the most debated maybe not in a positive way um, Premiership, I'm going to go second um, I think we will make the semi-finals of the Champions League um, I think we'll win the FA Cup I actually think we might even win the League Cup as well um, I think we're going to lose on Friday um, in the Super Cup, don't know why but I'm not sure and I think we might win the World Club Championship there you go Um player who's going to make the most impact it's i'm obviously going to say hazard um i quite like to include torres there as well i think you know if he carries on in the vein of form he's doing who knows it will be good to see um most debated mikel i like that yes <laughs> Um, and, I, and I say that as a very big fan of the guy, but I think yes, and, and me too. I, I, much I, discussed I, this season. I've just, I've just had, I've just seen somebody running out my front door with my thunder. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> um, Mark, your 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 crystal ball at the ready, sir. Polished. <clears throat> yeah. Um, actually, like Tony, um, stealing thunder. I have to concur with pretty much everything that you've just said. Actually, um, I think the Premier League. People have been going on pre-season and for the last two or three weeks it's a two-horse race between the two Manchester clubs. But actually, I think with the acquisitions we've made I think we're and, gonna and having seen Hazard, I think it's between us and City. And, yeah, I um, think we're going to separate them. I actually think we're going to beat the Max, uh, United this season. I think so, yeah. Uh, and um, particularly with Rooney being out for 12 weeks um, and the Van Persie in injury to follow shortly... Struggling, but I mean, I think you know, it, it's against us. It's us for Man City, I think. And actually, it's not about the head-to-head games with Man City because we're only going to play them twice. So as long as we can do well in the remaining thirty-six games, we we stand a reasonable chance of winning the league. Yep. Um, and I, I think the Champions League is touch and go whether we can win that. But I think we'll be competitive. The cups, we always do well. 
and I certainly hope we do well in the um, Super Cup because I'm going. Oh, so yeah, excellent. I, I, I don't want them to put out, put out a naff side and treat it as a friendly. You know, they, I want them to take it seriously. Excellent. Well, um, in which case you can uh, you can give us your your full blow by blow account next week. Um, and um, your 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 player who will make the biggest impact and who will be the most debated. Um, well, it's bound to be Eden as the biggest impact, and the most debated, I would say, David Luiz. Yep, good call, good call. Uh, Donal, over to you. Right, um, I'm not sure. Um, I, I, I was going to concur with you, wise heads, on the second place, but funny enough, talking about Man United, who, who I do think could go either way you've just mentioned Van Persie you've mentioned Rooney I then think about Welbeck and I still think about is it Hernandez and I think mm, that's a lot of depth a lot of attacking talent there and I'm it's just reminded me that perhaps you know Desart Torres Sturridge you know mm. who, who's, who's the other two forward similar to that you know okay Hazard Matter but they're the creators so Mm. I'm not. I'm not getting carried away. So I'm going to go with with a sort of a hopeful third or fourth place. Not because I, I don't think this is a good team, but I, I just I remember you know Carlisle were top of the league in September <laughs> and and relegated by May. And Jesus, didn't Chelsea do that once? Didn't weren't they top of the league early season relegated? In May, I think we've done it before. That's not likely to happen with this team, thank God. But I, I, you know, I think there's a harder road ahead. You know, if teams like Everton are hitting the ground running, and, and you rightly said it's not how we do against Man United, it's how you do against Everton, Newcastle, yeah. people like that. <clears throat> you know, it, it's you know, it, it's a new team, and, and I think it's asking a lot for them to, to overcome all those hurdles in one in one season so I'm going to because we can't obviously contemplate anything less than third or fourth place I'm going to go third or fourth righty hey Cups um, I certainly don't think we'll win the Champions League uh, just for the simple reason that winning that thing back to back very very difficult to do well never never done in the modern era certainly not Champions League um, not even by Barca no, so you know AC Milan were the last side to do it. Eighty nine, ninety, ninety, ninety one, I think. Yeah, so I, I just think based on basic history, you know, um, and the fact that we've, you know, if we if you were sort of talking about the same team turning out two years running and winning it, maybe you know in the way that Barca looked like they were going to do it, but so I, I think that's unrealistic. Um, a cup. It's it's hard to bet against us with the FA Cup, you know. But I don't know. I'm going to because I'd rather be surprised, and because my glass is always half empty and falling off the edge of the table. I'm going to say that we might draw blank this year. Uh, okay, duly noted. Mm. Um, yeah, not not because I, I've got a downer on the team. I just think you know you can't win it all all the time. Just, you can't win it all, all the time and you know I'd rather they concentrated on 
know, getting the league position sorted and, and you know, having a good campaign in Europe. If, you know, if we get the right draw in the FA Cup, fine. But I just think it might be one of those years where, not where we go out to a low, a, you know, a low league team, but that we'll, we'll get someone difficult fairly early in the competition. Mm. No, fair enough. Fair enough. Um, I would just say that my, my math is wrong. Um, it was 88, 89 and 89, 90 that AC Milan won it back to back. So I did know that, John. I just didn't want of to embarrass you. No, no, that's, that's fair enough. <laughs> just the two <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> um Player who makes the biggest impact and most debated? Um, biggest impact? Yes, it's hard to see beyond, you know, with the way he started, but... Um, you know, perhaps perhaps Oscar may emerge. Um, we're talking positive impact here. Now, oh yes, 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 yes. Uh, we've got to think positively. Yeah, it's, it's hard to see beyond you know one of those uh, one of those two. Uh, Marin, I, I'm not. I think him and Moses, we're just looking for a good season from. So, mm. yeah, Oscar or Hazard, I suppose. Um, and most talked about player. Mm. Well, it could all go badly wrong for JT, and we could be talking True. about him for the wrong reasons. True. Um, it could all go badly wrong with Sturridge. We could be talking about him for the wrong reasons. Um, oh, it's difficult. Let's say Sturridge, because everyone else has gone with the other two that I would have said. So I'll say Daniel Sturridge. Noted. Right. Uh, and Tony, rounding off with you. Okay. Um, well, I think we'll win the Premiership. All will come second. Positive. I like it. But um, taking a lead out of Danny Baker's book, and it's all football, and you know, nobody really knows anything, and anything can happen. I I really do fancy us for the Premiership this year. I think uh, um, you know it's either going to be that or we draw a blank because we do have a yeah, tendency to have those blanks. Seems yeah. Um, but I would, I, I do. I think, I think we actually really do look like a, a, a good side this year. So I think we'll win. I, I, I have a funny feeling we will. We won't win on Friday. Um, I think we'll win the World Club Championship. I just can't see anybody in, else in that that should really get anywhere near us if we take it seriously. Um, uh, the Premiership, like I said, first or second. But I'm going to stick my deck out and say first. FA Cup, I don't think so. I think um, as much as we like to own it. Can't we always win the FA Cup? Well, I think we like to have the odd year off, don't we? And uh, you know, we let Portsmouth win it one year, didn't we? And um, yeah, true. Uh, I, th- I think possibly this year it'll, it'll probably end up going somewhere. You know, perhaps Newcastle or someone like that who probably overdue a little bit of a trophy. Uh, Carling Cup. That's always a tough one, that because it always seems to be the same set of teams left in at the end of it, and um, we haven't won it for a while. So I think mm. that's a distinct possibility, even if we are playing the likes of Oscar and, and those sort of players. Um, Champions League, I'm with whoever said semi-final. I think the, yeah, the just just form and just history alone says the likelihood of winning that in its current format two years on the trot seems, uh, you know, almost almost impossible. Um, uh, plus, you have to wonder whether UEFA are real how how 
how utterly annoyed they are that we won it last season. You know, so what what will be their referee orders this year? I don't know. Are you, um, are you suggesting Mr. Frisk and his his mates will come out of retirement? Uh, I'm, I'm suggesting that Mr. Platini's probably um, still got the vile taste of his own bile at the back of his throat, as in having to hand <laughs> over that trophy to us. You know, um, and having having watched his beautiful teams fall apart, and then decided that uh, was it Blatter, I think, who's now got his old yeah, mate. Pen- penalties um, are now a crime. Yes, yes. Uh, and he's it's got his old mate Franz Beckenbauer, um, hello, president of Bayern Munich, to look at an alternative way, having two years before that said, I think they're a great way to finish a game and wanted to finish all drawn games, I think, like that. I don't know, he's a, yeah, whatever that knob says, I, I tend to can, um, ignore. Can I, can I just draw your attention to the, um, the little plaque on the wall behind that says, thou shalt not take the name of the Kaiser in vain? Ah, I think Franz Beckenbauer would come up with a sensible answer and basically tell Blatter to fuck off um, <laughs> uh, and uh, uh, more power to his, el- to his elbow for that now uh, on the other front what was it so we've done the predictions is that all my predictions was there any other competitions left uh, no, I, th- I think you, you're good there. You're good there. Um, I think our player of the season, as much as I'd like to go with Mr. Hazard, I think Fernando Torres is going to absolutely storm this season. I think he looks like a, a, a man that's had both chips removed from both shoulders, as it were. Right. Um, I think the most debated player from a negative perspective it will be uh, you know I, I would immediately say Florent Maluda if he stays because I think that you know there's 90% of the crowd um, are ready with a suitcase and a taxi to take him to the airport to get take him anywhere yep. um, but I'm going to go along uh, I, with I think uh, the player that will get the most debatable conversations would be um, uh, John Obi Mikel and I'm sad that that is the case because um, yeah, no, I, I actually believe that this season we will see and I think I, I, I thought last season people were starting to just turn and despite our campaigns and campaigns I've sort of run on Twitter to say do you know what watch what this lad does you know he really really is uh, a, a, I think a potential Balak sitting there waiting to, for his, his day as it were and I think he'll do it at the expense of Essien in that role in that kind of holding role well, I think um, I've had an ongoing conversation with with any number of people, some of whom listen to this. Um, and there was a thread on uh, a another board about Mikel, and I mean, some of the comments I posted were just were terrifying in the just the general ignorance of of his role and what he does, and and so on. I, I just really quite, and it was you know not lone voices either, which was the most tragic thing, but. So he's yeah, become a whipping boy, a... and I, he's become a whipping boy, and I, 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 I honestly don't understand quite why that came about. You know, there are just... a lot of people that appreciate him, though. That's yeah. the key thing. I think you know, I think, and I think the people who appreciate him are of greater number than um, those who don't. But yeah. um, but we will see. We will see. Yeah, Hopefully, he will um, he will prove a few people wrong. Um, on that note, I'm going to go and douse my vocal cords in beer, primarily because they're going to stop working at any moment now. Um, Gents, an absolute pleasure to reconvene with you and um, discuss the issues of the day. Um, and we hope that um, our our end of season form continues in terms of the number of people who listen, consume us as they did. Um, 
If you've got comments to leave um, on the blog, www.chelseafcblog.com, um, the rest of us, bar Mark, who we're trying to coax in that direction, are all over Twitter, so you know, tweet us as well. Um, and we will hopefully be back next week with uh, Mark's eyewitness report of the Super Cup um, and more ramblings besides. Um, can, I, can I just say, John, that... Um, yeah, go on. Two things. One is that uh, the comment Alan Hansen famously made about winning nothing with kids was... Um, uh, a misquote from a, uh, a commentator on Kyrgyzstan goat polo, and you've <laughs> <coughs> convoluted by even our standards. But carry yeah, on. I like and it. Uh, you've also um, managed to avoid uh, mentioning uh, Mr. Armstrong, but we'll come back to that another week as oh, it unfolds. I, yes, I, was, well, I mean, you know, Neil obviously. Godspeed, old son, and um, and well done for the moon and everything. Um, and Lance, ha ha ha, you cheating drug bastard. Um, <laughs> and Jerry Armstrong, we can't get into the phone. That's, no, I was no. going to say he was unavailable for comment. Um, um, that, uh, with, with regard to Drogba's penalty in the Champions League final, it, it was one small step for Drogba, but one giant step for the club. It was. Uh, indeed. And I think that is a perfect way to end it. Gents, a pleasure as always. And uh, we will speak next week. Good night. Good night. Good night.